Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. Righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience, continuing yep. some well-doing seat, no nope. glory and honor, and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious, and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Uh, Great blue You an African-American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' say it? Nope. We gon' explode. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge count? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do we follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yep. Have time to wait? Nope. Do we have grace? Yep. Continue in sin? Nope. I'ma ask you again. Yep. Should we continue in sin? Thank you. 
choose from. You got to choose one. Who you gonna choose the most? I heard it's hard to choose. Two sides to choose from. You got to choose one. Who you gonna choose? Who you gonna choose? Got to choose. All right, all right, all right. You gonna learn today. All right, all right, all right. You gonna learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. Shalom and good morning. Welcome once again to another episode, hopefully informative episode of the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge uh, presents Bible Talk. My name is Mishap. I'm one of the teachers here with the ISBHBK. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, hopefully everybody had, had, had a, a, a good weekend. Um, we do have some, some names to add to the prayer list, though. I will, I will get to that. Um, Again, uh, welcome to the show. As you know, uh, we are we are uh, the ISBHBK, the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge, with school locations in San Antonio, Texas, Houston, Texas, Norfolk, uh, Norfolk Virginia, and Rochester, uh, New York. Um, under the, the leadership of in San Antonio, it, it's uh, a Warner Iowa with uh, Sam Swan. In uh, Houston, it is uh, La Quatrezap uh, and La Quarab in Virginia. It's headed up by the brother uh, Kazakia and uh, Ariad. And then uh, up in Rochester, New York, it is the brother Zionala, as far as the ISBHBK. We are Hebrew Israelites. Um, that is the truth of our nationality. When, uh, uh, the being Hebrew Israelite is not a religion. This is our nationality. This is our culture. No different than if somebody is a so-called uh, Chinese or so-called Japanese or somebody is so-called, um, uh, for that fact, Yugoslavian. Uh, those are not religions. Those are actual cultures. Um, those are actual cultures and actual nationalities. And the truth uh, of the matter is that the so-called Negroes, West Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans, North American Indians, similar Indians, Argentinians, Chileans, Brazilians, Colombians, Panamanians, and so-called Mexicans, scattered throughout North, Central, and South America, you, your, your true nationality that you are, your biblical identity is found in the Bible, you are, you are the actual 12 tribes of the nation of Israel. Now, we know that 12 tribes have been scattered to the four corners of the earth. The 12 tribes of Israel were scattered to the four corners of the earth because of our disobedience to God. It's one, of, one of the consequences for our disobedience, one of the consequences or punishments for us not upholding our part of the covenant that God established with our forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and more so the, the Israelites coming out of the captivity and slavery of Egypt at Mount Sinai, where the Lord gave us the Ten Commandments, that we made a covenant, a pact with the Lord, that the Lord God of heaven and earth, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that we would obey him, him only. And in so doing, he would be our God and we would be his people. But the Israelites, we broke that covenant. We broke the, we've been breaking that, that covenant many, many, many times over to where um, we got punished. We got punished. Again, part of the punishment, and you can read about those punishments in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy the 28th chapter, from verses 15 down, uh, which are prophecies about the, the, the type of punishments and the conditions that the Israelites will be living in because of our disobedience, uh, of being exiled out of the promised land and being forced to serve our enemies in our enemies' lands because of our disobedience, because of our, uh, our noncompliance to God's law, statutes, commandments, and his judgments. So that's how we got to the Americas. 
Um, but thank the Lord, uh, there is going to be a chance at salvation. Thank the, thank the Lord God, um, there is going to be a chance at salvation through our Lord and Savior, and the world calls Jesus Christ, who, uh, who we could say in the uh, ancient uh, Paleo-Hebrew, uh, Yahweh Shai. All right. Um, so with that, I, I, do, I, do, I do want to kind of jump. Oh, the prayer request. Um, uh, everybody, we get a chance. We're asking everybody to please send up some, some prayers for the brother, um, for the brother Nate, and for his son. His son just passed away on um, this past weekend. Um, prayers going out to the family. Prayers going out for uh, for Nate uh, in the time of this tragedy. We ask that, that, that uh, uh, prayers be sent for, for for Nate and for his family. And also, uh, uh, continue prayers for all Israelites. And I'd like to send some prayers up for uh, Tazapah's mother, um, who who recent, was recently hospitalized. Um, we we ask that, that that prayers go for her. Um, uh, she she's part of the family, definitely part of the family. So we ask that, that uh, prayers be go for Tazapah for um, his family and for his mother uh, during this time right now. Uh, the most I might, might reach his hand down and, and touch and heal um, uh, the ailments and, and things that, that that that's going on. So when you get a chance, please please add them to your prayer list. Um, I'd like to also add um, continue prayers for the uh, the sister Kiosha, which is uh, uh, my niece, me and uh, my wife um, Yasuaya's niece Kiosha. As y'all remember, a, a couple months ago she had a heart transplant. She literally had a heart transplant. Um, and so far, she's doing well, but we, we do want to continue prayers going on for, for, for her and for her father, um, uh, Shemaiwan, or, or Jeffrey. Uh, we, we definitely want to continue, have those prayers continue going up. Um, and this prayers for everybody. Um, but as a reminder, and for those, let me say this also, we can get this little announcement. For those who did contribute um, to the GoFundMe uh, to help the, the sister Waradaya um, here in San Antonio, uh, get down to the, her, the burial of her mother. Uh, thank you for your support that you sent for the alms and for the chair that was sent. She was able to get down there, uh, get the plane ticket, get down there, and help the burial. And everything everything did get covered. Everything did get handled. So thank everybody who did. Uh, the most I touched your heart to, to go and uh, help out. Uh, it, it was much it's much appreciated, much needed. Um, the guy down there is able to have a beautiful view of uh, um, going home. Uh, celebration uh, uh, for the sister uh, Miriam is her name, and I'm sorry, it's Mary. Miriam, that's the inside joke with me and Wardaya. But um, thank you everybody for, who did contribute and help out. It's much appreciated, very much appreciated. <coughs> okay, um, with that, uh, let's go ahead and, and, and jump into today's topic. Uh, and, and what I'm doing is a continuation. For those, if this is your first time tuning in or you haven't tuned in in a while. Uh, I'm doing a series right now on biblical salvation. What is biblical salvation? What does it mean to be saved? Um, uh, what is God's perspective or God's understanding or, or Bible understanding about what salvation is? That with all the different types of, of, of religions that are in, in the world today and all the different types of uh, 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 problems even that's going on in the world today, that Everybody should be and is concerned about their salvation. Um, from some people, you know, stating from whatever religion they might be a particular of, they're already saved. Um, uh, and 
Others are, you know, we, we have uh, the image of being up in, uh, up in the sky somewhere uh, in, in the clouds and uh, walking through the pearly gates uh, after being greeted by St. Peter um, to be allowed to go into the pearly gates and wanting to be saved. Um, as you look in, in, at the news today, um, current events that's going on in the world, and we're seeing uh, the, 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 the pestilences, the plagues, the destructions. We're seeing the, the weather anomalies. Uh, that are taking place um, all over the world, um, the wars and rumors of wars. Uh, we're seeing the, the economic imbalances, the economic upheavals that's taking place all over the world also. That the, the Lord told us that these are, these are signs uh, that we could be looking for. These are signs uh, that, that he's about to make his return back in the earth. Um, when we, particularly when we read Matthew chapter 24 and uh, Luke chapter 21, 2 Ezra chapter 13, um, the book of Revelation, among others, there's plenty of prophecies pointing that we're definitely in the last days. There's plenty of signs and, and prophecies that are written in the Bible uh, letting us know that we're in the last days. And that, um, uh, especially if we're seeing also the, the, the awakening of so many uh, Hebrew Israelites back to their nationality. Um, so many Hebrew Israelites um, now. Uh, uh, becoming awoke, you know, part of the awoke movement uh, to who, who they are, that we're not, um, that the labels that have been placed upon us as so-called Negroes, West Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans, North American Indians, similar Indians, Argentinians, Chilean, Brazilians, Colombians, Panamanians, or so-called Mexicans, or Baptists, Methodists, Catholic, Episcopalian, Seventh-day Adventists, Methodists, Mormons, uh, non-denominational, um, that for all these different labels that that that, that we have that we fall under, um, Democrat, Republican, um, uh, uh, if, if going to college, uh, becoming a, a Greek, whether we become alphas or kappas or lambdas or omegas, um, uh, just to name a few, that for all these different titles, all these different things that we have going on, uh, the city is awakening that's taking place. That we're coming back now to our nationality. We're actually waking up to the fact that no, we really are the Israelites. Uh, in light of we've seen, you know, the brother Kyrie Irving um, acknowledging that he's a Hebrew. We have the brother uh, Kanye West acknowledging he's a Hebrew. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, amongst you know certain entertainers, uh, acknowledging that he's a Hebrew Israelite. Um, uh, uh, and countless others that are uh, uh, Kodak Black, you know, in, in, you know, in the hip hop community. Um, they're acknowledging uh, the nationality, that we are the Hebrew Israelites, that that's who we actually are. We're not the Zulu nation, we're not African Bambada, we're not the hip-hop nation, but that uh, the truth of who we are is that we are the Hebrew Israelites. We are the biblical Hebrew Israelites. Uh, um, that's our history, um, as recorded in the Bible. That's who we really are. Um, so with that, I've started this series about biblical salvation um, that let's take a look and get a biblical definition of what salvation is. Let's, let's, let's go through the scriptures. Let's go ahead and walk through the precepts, and let's walk through the, 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 the Bible so we can get an understanding from uh, what the Bible actually says, and not just conjecture or a lot of hearsay, um, um, but actually doing First Thessalonians. Let me get that real quick. Uh, when we go to First Thessalonians chapter 5, if you'll, you'll follow me. And verse 21, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21. And it says, 
one of, one of the things that the Bible requires, one of the things that God does require, and part of God proving his power of who he actually is, is that if God says something, if God says something's going to happen, that's a prophecy, right? To, to, to prophecy or prophesy is, is to say there, uh, something's going to happen in the future, all right? And there is no entity in, in, in heaven, uh, and there's no book that's ever been written that can match the prophecies that God, the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of heaven, um, the father of, of, of who the world calls Jesus Christ, there's no other, no, no, nothing else can compare to the prophecies that we find in the Bible. None. There's not one. Um, uh, from in the past, uh, um, when things were prophesied, and they're coming out the exact same way it was written in the Bible, you can't find that in no other book. That's why we know that the Bible is not a, 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 a religious book, but that the Bible actually is a history book. All right? It actually is a history book. That when God gives a, a prophecy, and once that prophecy comes to pass, that now becomes history. That can be proven. So in dealing with the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, when we go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21, in the New Testament, this was recorded in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21. He says, prove all things. Hold fast to that and hold fast to that which is good. So in dealing with God, God says prove everything. Prove it. If, if you're saying that if, as Hebrew Israelites, if we say that Jesus Christ is black, we can go into the Bible and, put, and, and use the Bible to prove that, yes, Jesus Christ is a black. If we're saying that Jesus Christ is a Jew uh, and a Hebrew Israelite, we can actually go in the Bible and prove what the Bible shows and says Jesus Christ is a, is a Jew of the tribe of Judah, a Hebrew Israelite. We can go and prove these things. Um, not one religion can prove. Um, Firstly, you can't find even the word um, Catholic in the Bible. You can't find the word Mormon in the Bible. You can't find the word Methodist in the Bible. Um, if, you, if you do find the word epistle, it, it'll tell you that it was just the epistle that Paul wrote to the Romans, that Paul, the epistle Paul wrote to the Corinthians, the epistle that Paul wrote to the people of Thessalonica, um, that you'll find that, but nowhere are, did that become a nationality. Nowhere did, that, did Christ say that he sounded like the sage the Episcopalians um, or whatever. Those, those things can't be proven, right? Um, if a person is under the impression that they're saved already, can you prove it, right? Um, can you prove that you've been saved already? So when we're dealing with the Bible, once again, First, Thess- First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21, it is written, prove all things. You've got to be able to prove it. If certain things are said about Christ, about the Bible, about God, about, as the topic we're doing right now, salvation, then it's got to be proven. It's got to be, you know, proven with scriptures, proven with the Bible when things are, are, are said or proclaimed or, or what have you. Because remember, Christ warned us that in the last days there's going to be many false prophets. Christ warned us in the last days there's going to be many false prophets, many false teachers, Many, um, many false Christ. He told us these things. So one way of determining if somebody really is a prophet, if they really are, uh, are sent by God, if they make a statement, they should be able to prove it with the Bible. They should be able to be proved. So once again, First Thessalonians 5, verse 21 says, prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. 
And once it's proven, you hold on to it. Once it's been proven through the scriptures, the Bible's directing us, hold on to it then. All right? That's why now, if, uh, leaving First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21, let's go to Isaiah chapter 33, verse 6. Let's go to the book of Isaiah chapter 33, and verse 6. The book of Isaiah chapter 33, and verse 6. And this is what it says. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. So here we have another scripture here in Isaiah 33 and 6. It says, and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. What's going to keep it, especially as we're in these last days, where, where it said that in the last days, precious times shall come. It's going to be real dangerous. It's going to be real um, uh, perilous. Times are going to be in. So what's going to keep a person stable? What's going to keep a person's mind comforted as we're going through these, these trials, these tribulations, as we're going through these temptations, as we're going through the afflictions that are, that are going to be striking the world um, similar to, in a similar fashion that the Lord was striking Egypt when he freed the Israelites at that time? What's going to keep you stable? What's going to, what, what did God give us as far as the comforter to keep, give us comfort or give us stability as we're living in these last days, as we're living in these days before Christ come, comes back, makes his actual triumphant final, uh, final return. What's going to help keep us stable? What's going to help keep your mind stable? Uh, as opposed to, I just got to smoke weed. As opposed to, uh, I got to smoke cigarettes. As opposed to um, uh, Xanax or, or um, uh, various uh, uh, drugs. Being in, in, in a drug-induced uh, uh, numbness, uh, a drinking numbness, uh, uh, or uh, give you stability as far as, as just dealing with pressure, dealing with the pressure of, of this life and, and, and what's going on. As gas prices keep rising higher and higher, food prices keep rising higher and higher. Um, what's going to keep a person stable during these times? What did God give for, to keep us stable to be able to endure? What did God give us to, to be able to, to face and handle the, the things that, that we're going to have to go through before Christ makes his return. Well, again, Isaiah chapter 33, verse 6. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and strength of salvation. As we have the wisdom of God and God's knowledge, because remember, Hosea chapter 4, verse 6 told, tells us what? My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That God's people, the Israelites, really are destroyed for knowing for a lack of God's knowledge. That's Hosea chapter four verse six. We really don't have God's knowledge. We have from religions to uh, a, a college, uh, uh, an online uh, uh, university or online college, uh, our street knowledge, my instincts, my superstitions. But when it comes to actually having God's knowledge, we really don't have God's knowledge. So the more we acquire God's knowledge, that's going to be the stability of our times. And in having God's wisdom and God's knowledge in dealing with his grace, that's going to be the strength of our salvation. And understanding that the fear of the Lord is his treasure, that when we fear God and we're doing things that please God, we say study. It takes a lot of study. We have to study the word of God. And as we study the word of God, we'll see that one thing God says is that um, he requires that which is past. That's Ecclesiastes 3.15. That he requires that which is past. That things that were done in the past are going to be done in the future. All right? that, that history does repeat itself. 
So, and then he asked a question in Ecclesiastes, the first chapter. I believe it started at verse uh, 10 or 11. He, he asked, he said, um, is, is, is there anything in the earth that's new? And the truth of the matter is, no, there is nothing new on the planet Earth all right, that hasn't already been here before. There is nothing new on the planet Earth that hasn't already been here before. So if, if, we're, if we don't know our history, we're bound to repeat it. Right? If we don't know our history, we're bound to repeat it. So that's why it's important that we read, that we study the Bible, the scriptures, and get a good understanding from God's point of view, from his judgment. Right? From there, we're going to go to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. Now we're going to go to the uh, book of 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 15. 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 15. And I try and make sure I repeat the scriptures that we're going to, because sometimes we, we get to flowing kind of fast. Um, and and a, a lot of people don't really have their, 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 their and this ain't a put down, this ain't a condemnation. But a lot of people are not as, as the word is, uh, dexterous at being able to flip back and forth through the scriptures unless you know where they're at. So I try and repeat what scripture we're, we're reading and going to, we're coming from, so that you might, in your, your spare time, as you might listen to the show in, uh, in, in an archive, because um, all of our shows here on Blog Talk Radio are, 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 are recorded and archived, that if, you, if there's a scripture you missed, you can go back and listen to it and be able to get the scripture, right, and, and, and continue on in your studies. So right now we're in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, and it reads, And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. So it, it tells you that remember the concept of being born again. Right, as we come into the knowledge of, of, of Christ, as we come to the knowledge of, of who we are, as we come into that knowledge, it tells you about being born again, all right, that, we're, that we are being born again. So as we're being born again, especially awakening back to the truth of our nationality, the truth of God's righteousness. It's, uh, so from that, it's telling us, and that from a child, thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, that as, we be, as we've been reborn into the knowledge of, of our identity, we're being re, reborn into God's righteousness. It tells you that from a child, we must know the Holy Scriptures. Now, one, one, one thing I'd like to point out in reading this, when Paul wrote this to Timothy, what were the only scriptures that were around? Was there even a New Testament to, to study from, to read from? No, there will be is what we call today the Old Testament and the Apocrypha. Right? That's the only thing they had to go off of. They didn't have the New Testament. The New Testament was being written as they were living. So, again, Second Timothy chapter three verse fifteen, and then from a child. Thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. We want to make sure that our knowledge base and the choices that we make are truly based not on our emotions, not on our feelings, but it's truly based on the knowledge of God, the judgment of God. Reading on. Second uh, Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. And then from a child, thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Jesus Christ. It tells you that, yes, the Scriptures are going to make us wise unto salvation. Just like Isaiah chapter 33, verse 6 said what? 
and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of that times and should salvation. It's that wisdom, God's knowledge, that's going to make us wise about salvation, which is found in the Holy Scriptures. We've got to read and read the history that's found in the Old Testament and what was salvation in the Old Testament. How, how was salvation dealt with in the Old Testament? We have to examine these things. We have to study these things if we really want to understand what salvation is. If we really, really want to understand what it means to be saved. Okay? So now I need, uh, we need to go to the book of Nehemiah. Now we have to go to the book of Nehemiah, chapter 9, book of Psalms 26. Now we're going to the book of Nehemiah, chapter 9, and book of Psalms 26. All right? So let's go into the scriptures. Let's read the scriptures that are able to make us wise unto salvation. That, that's going to give us stability in these, in the, in these days, and, which will be, help us with the strength of our salvation. All right, so in Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 26, the book of Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 26, it's all right, that we were disobedient. Nevertheless, they were disobedient and rebelled against thee. Yes, we rebelled against God, um, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And cast thy law behind their backs. And that, yes, we literally did cast God's law behind our backs. It wasn't that, that it, um, God's law was too high and we, and we couldn't, a person couldn't keep it. We chose to ignore God's law. We chose to ignore and, and, and not obey and, and follow God's law. All right? We chose this. We chose not to obey his law. It wasn't that it was too hard. They want that nobody's perfect. They got nothing to do with it. Because we can go back and read where Job, uh, chapter 1 and verse 10, I believe it is, it says that Job was a perfect man. And we, and we can go back and read where Christ came back and told the, the disciples what? Be ye perfect, as your Father in heaven is perfect. So it is, it is possible to be perfect, contrary to, 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 to worldly sayings, to worldly belief, contrary to, contrary to what the Bible actually says. It is possible for a person to be perfect and, and that the choices you make are based on God's knowledge. The choices that we make are based on our studying of the scriptures. It is very possible to be perfect. Okay? So, uh, again, Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 26. Nevertheless, they were disobedient and rebelled against thee. And cast thy law behind their backs, and slew thy prophets, which testified against them, to turn them to thee. And yes, the Israelites, we killed a lot of our prophets. We put a lot of our prophets to death. When our prophets were trying to warn us, get back right with God. Get back to keeping the law and commandments of God. And we didn't want to hear that. And we killed a lot of God's prophets, the Israelites. Yes, that's why, again, furthering the explanation of why we got scattered to every nation under heaven. All right, reading on. Slew thy prophets, which testified against them to return, to turn them to thee. And they wrought great provocations. And we did a lot of things to provoke the most out of anger. A lot of our attitudes, a lot of our, 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 our behaviors, a lot of our just rebelliousness, our stubbornness, stiff-neckedness, our, our lack of patience, lack of faith, 
we did provoke God Almighty, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We provoked him to anger, to fury. Verse 27. Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 27. Therefore, thou deliverest them into the hand of their enemies. So it was God who had our enemies rise up and, and conquer us. It wasn't because they had uh, be- better uh, uh, military machinery, better mil- uh, military technology. It wasn't because they had a greater will than we did. They had nothing to do with it. God delivered us into the hand of our enemies. It was our punishment. All right? Again, Nehemiah 7, 9, verse 27. Therefore, thou deliverest them into the hand of their enemies who vexed them. And in the time of their trouble, when they cried unto thee, I heardest them from heaven. And according to thy manifold uh, mercies, thou gavest them saviors who saved them out of the hand of their enemies. So what I want to bring attention to is that in dealing with salvation and saviors, the Lord in the Old Testament, which, which is what our study is, is what we're going through right now, he always, the Israelites would sin against God. We would sin against God. God would send a nation to enslave us, to oppress us, to vex us, did I even say colonize us? We would come back together as Israelites. We would confess to the Lord our God that yes, we did wrong, and the people we were following were wrong. People we looked up to, yes, they were wrong. We would do that act of contrition. We would we would we would repent of what we of what we had done as a nation, and the Lord would send saviors. Yes, you did read that right. Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 27, thou gavest them saviors who saved them out of the hand of their enemies. That, yeah, in dealing with salvation, God always, after punishing the Israelites for our disobedience, for our lawlessness, for our uh, lack of faith, for our straight up, again, rebellion, He let, he let our enemies conquer us, put us in slavery. But then we would come to our senses and pray to the Lord our God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and confess our sins with whoever it is we were looking up to that had us going off, that had us going wrong. The Lord would send saviors, plural, who saved us out of the hand of our enemies. That's what biblical salvation is, brothers and sisters. That, in a nutshell, is what biblical salvation is. And, and you can go back through the archives um, on www.blogtalkradio.com. Uh, when you pull that, that, that site up on, on your phone, uh, tablet, uh, desktop, or laptop, um, there's a search box. Type in Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. It'll bring you to our episode page, and you can go through. Um, we, we're approaching like 1,200 uh, uh, shows that we've done since February 10th, uh, February 8th, uh, 2010. Oh, man, we just had a, we're about to come up on an uh, anniversary, even though we don't celebrate anniversaries. Um, we're going and check, and, and check out the series that, that we're on right now, okay? Um, so with that, uh, let's go to... 
Let's go further into understanding these saviors that God sent. Let's go further into the saviors, the deliverers, the judges that God sent to deliver, to save, to, to rescue the Israelites from the captivity that we find ourselves in because of our disobedience. Because we went against God's word. Because we would not keep his law. We chose not to keep his laws. We would go in captivity. But while we were in captivity, as a nation, we would, we would confess and repent to the Lord our God, who then was sent a Savior. Cool. So with that, uh, we're going to the book of Judges, uh, chapter 10. Let me pull this up. And yeah, but we, we, there's going to be a lot of reading done today also. We're going to do a lot of reading, a lot of reading. Um, let me do this, y'all. Before we get to this reading, um, uh, I need to take another uh, 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 intermission. I um, need to take another intermission. Let me do this, and then we'll get to the reading. And we're going to be going to uh, uh, Judges chapter 10, and we're going to start with verse 1. Right, uh, we're going to Judges chapter 10. Uh, we can read through it quickly, can't we? No, no, no. We're going to go to, uh, yeah, Judges chapter 10. Uh, yeah, we're going to go to Judges chapter 10. We're going to, we're going to start at, 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 at verse 1. I will, when I do return. So, Please continue. Uh, thank you for your patience. Um, I need, need to take this brief intermission, and I'll be back in two and two. Yeah. Who it is. House of the Redeemed Servant. Who's the power? As you can see, you ain't dealing with no monkeys. 
talk, they should run over walls, they should jump on. Watch out, here they come, watch out, here they come. Like a spark, they should run over walls, they should jump on. Watch out, here they come, watch out, here they come. They coming. Watch out, here they come, watch out, here they come. They coming. Hebrews are coming, yeah. Hebrews are coming, coming, coming. Hebrews are coming, yeah. Hundred thousand, forty-four thousand. Hundred thousand, forty-four thousand. Hundred thousand, forty-four thousand. Hundred thousand, forty-four thousand. Hebrews are coming. Hebrews are coming, yeah. Hebrews are coming, coming, coming. Hebrews are coming, yeah. Hundred thousand, forty-four thousand. Hundred thousand, forty-four thousand. Hundred thousand, forty-four thousand. Hundred thousand, forty-four thousand. All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, brothers and sisters. All right, thank you for, for, for your patience. Uh, we are back. We are back. We are back. All right, um, brothers you might, uh, for those who, who have been keeping up with the, with the shows and, and the archives and everything, and keeping up with the shows, you know that last Thursday, um, the last class that I was able to teach uh, last Thursday, that we went over the, 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 the second part of the, the deliverer, the savior of the nation of Israel, uh, who was Gideon. Right? A lot of y'all might be familiar with the name Gideon from the Gideon Bible. I don't know why the, 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 they call it the Gideon Bible, um, but they get the name Gideon from one of the judges of Israel who was also a deliverer, a savior uh, to the nation of Israel. Uh, we covered that last Thursday, all right? That was a two-part series that we covered last Thursday. Um, uh, briefly, if I can get this, I, I try to be brief, y'all. I really do. Um, <sighs> After Gideon, all right, uh, from Genesis chapter 8, uh, After Gideon um, had, had saved the Israelites uh, from the Midianites, right? after, after he saved the Israelites from the captivity, from the slavery of the Midianites, um, he reigned for 40 years and, and kept Israel pretty straight. Um, we, we, we didn't um, – we, we, we pretty much stayed straight with God. We were keeping his laws, his commandments, his judgments for the 40 years of, of uh, Gideon's rulership. Um, after saving us from the slavery of the Midianites. After Gideon died, um, there's an, another judge, but he didn't really save us from any, from, from, from any captivity, uh, whose name was Abimelech, all right? Uh, and that's basically Judges chapter 9. I'm not really going to go to the history um, um, or into a lot of the reading uh, pertaining to Abimelech, because Abimelech, again, he really didn't save. He was a judge, uh, of the Israelites, um, but he really didn't save us from any captivity. Um, um, we hadn't been, we didn't, weren't delivered into anybody's, um, any nation's hands for our, our sins, for our disobedience. Right? Uh, way. There were still some things that, that, that did befall the Israelites during the time um, of Abimelech, but 
And Abimelech wasn't the best of the judges uh, by far. But after Abimelech uh, uh, perished, after he, he, his rulership, and then he died and was put down, um, we get to Judges chapter 10. All right, we get to Judges chapter 10. And that's what we're going to pick up at. Judges chapter 10, we're going to start at verse 1. All right, Judges chapter 10, and we're going to start at verse 1, and it reads, And after Abimelech, there arose to defend Israel Tola, the son of Pua, the son of Dodo, a man of Issachar. Um, and that is one thing that, that, that I'm going to go back and recompile, uh, that there were different saviors and different deliverers that God used from different tribes. Uh, it wasn't all just Judah uh, who, who were the saviors. It wasn't all just um, um, Judah or so-called Negroes that were, were, were uh, the saviors for the nation of Israel. Um, we read about um, uh, Gideon being from the tribe of Manasseh, which today would be considered like the so-called um, uh, Cubans. All right. Um, read about uh, uh, Othniel, who was a Benjamite, being so-called uh, 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 Jamaica West Indian uh, uh, today. Um, I'm not going to compile that list and get the tribes that each one of the judges was from, but here now in Judges chapter ten, verse one, uh, we have Tola, the son of Pua, the son of Dodo, a man of Issachar. That now we have another deliverer, another savior, um, another judge. I'm sorry, let me get it right. Another judge, and this man, um, uh, Tola, was from the tribe of Issachar, all right, uh, be a so-called Mexican today. Uh, and he dwelt in Shamir in Mount Ephraim, verse 2, Judges chapter 10, verse 2. And he judged Israel 23 years and died and was buried in um, Shamir. So again, he, he ruled for 23 years, um, and it wasn't really um, uh, any outstanding um, uh, events that took place during, during his rulership. So but he ruled, right? Um, now we're coming to Judges 17, verse 3. And after him arose Jair, a Gileadite, and judged Israel 22 years. Now Gilead was, was mainly a, um, uh, a suburb of the tribe of Gad. So here we have, have um, uh, Jair of the tribe of Gad being, um, being a, a judge um, who judged Israel for 22 years. Uh, Judges 17, verse 4. And he had 30 sons that rode on 30 ass colts. And, uh, and he had 30 cities, which are called uh, Havas Jair unto this day, which are in the land of Gilead. All right? Um, verse 5, and Jair died and was buried in Kaman, uh, Kamen. Now we're going to get into the nitty-gritty, brothers and sisters. Now we're going to jump into the nitty-gritty. Uh, now we're in Judges chapter 10, verse 6. So from Gideon, they went to uh, Abimelech. From Abimelech, they went to uh, Pua. And from Pua, uh, uh, they went to Jair. All right? Now we're about to Repeat, um, we're about to start the cycle all over again. Judges chapter 10, verse 6, and it reads, and now we're dealing with further disobedience and oppression of the Israelites. Further disobedience, and as just like 1 plus 1 equals 2, if we're being disobedient, then yes, we're about to be oppressed. Then yes, the Israelites are about to go into slavery in the hand of the enemies again. 
which means they're going to require and need salvation again, a Savior again. So we're in Judges chapter 10, verse 6, the book of Judges chapter 10, verse 6. And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord and served by Lim and Ashtoreth and the gods of Syria and the gods of Zidon and the gods of Moab and the gods of the children of Ammon and the gods of the Philistines and forsook the Lord and served not him. Brothers and sisters, it's almost sickening, the, 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 the track record, the history of the Israelites, it, it really is. And, you know, people really don't, really, really don't comprehend what's being said when, when God is long-suffering and full of mercy. People really don't, don't understand that, that concept. I'm going to be honest. If we don't come back and read and study the Old Testament, how many chances and, and, and how many times God sent saviors to the Israelites for going into captivity for our disobedience and continuing to give the Israelites a, a chance of the chance of the chance. We, 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 our, our concept, again, of, of God is long-suffering and full of mercy, we really don't get how, how much, how merciful he's been and how, how much grace he has given the nation of Israel. It, 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 it's, it's, off the, it's, it's off the charts. It really is off the charts. Here, now, we, we went from Gideon to Abimelech, from Abimelech to, to, to Tola, from Tola to Jair. We pretty much kept, our, kept it cool with the Most High, but it popped goes the weasel again. Now the Israelites, now we're serving Balim, Ashtoreth, the gods of Syria. One, uh, Balim, Ashtoreth, the gods of Syria, the gods, plural, of Zidon. And the gods, plural, of Moab. And the gods, plural, of the children of Ammon. And the gods of the Philistines. Now, right there is seven different peoples, nationalities. We're serving their culture. We're serving their ways. We're serving their gods. And when you go back and we do the research, and I've, I've covered this before, and I will be probably getting to it again, not anytime soon, that all these were agricultural gods. Um... All these were agricultural gods, um, agric- agricultural gods, and, um, and the gods of, of, of the sun, moon, and stars, and dealing with, with the zodiac and, and, and things that this matter, um, dealing with uh, all the different type of festivals um, and 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 uh, rituals of the other nations, and and. And dealing with the God of, of, of the Moabites, that God in particular was the God of Molech. And the God of Molech was literally dealing with child sacrifice. That, we were, they, that in order to honor Molech, the belief is, and Brother Tuncefar covered this in one of his classes, in several of his classes, and I've covered this also, but just briefly. And dealing with the God Molech, he, again, being uh, the God of the other Moabites, was an agricultural God. And the way this guy was the god of agriculture is that by hearing the screams of the children, the way they, they would kill the children is they had they had this big um, um, metal bull that was hollow on the inside, and uh, they would put a fire, I mean a, a huge bull, um, and they put a fire 
um, underneath this bull that was hollow on the inside, and then they would literally throw children inside of this bull. And as the children were screaming and literally being cooked to death, uh, um, cooked alive, the screams would, 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 would make it seem like the, the bull was, was bellowing out, making this long, loud noise the way it was hollowed out. And, and the way the heat was, was rising and the screams of the children inside being killed, it would make this loud noise. And that loud noise was supposed to go up to the god Molech who would get um, sexually aroused for, for, to try to keep it as, 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 as un-X-rated as possible, that this guy would get sexually aroused um, and then he would have sex with uh, the, the moon goddess and from these two having sex, that, that's what would bring the rain um, to water all the vegetation. And, and that's what that was really about. Um, when I was doing the research and all this type of stuff, and I'm under, I, again, I've done classes on this uh, here on Blog Talk to go back and research these things. It's just really phenomenal. The, 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 the madness that... that we were getting into it, and, and God did not want, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob did not want the Israelites to partake in these type of, 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 of madness, of these type of rituals for food, for agriculture. But this is what we got into. This is some of the things that the Israelites in following the other nations, that that's how the nations served their gods. And the Israelites were commanded to be fruitful and to multiply. Like it was said to, 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 to Adam in the very beginning, uh, it was said to the Israelites, for us to be fruitful and to multiply, to replenish the earth, and that as long as we obeyed God and did things, just, just obey him. Don't sacrifice your children. Don't kill your children. Don't have sex orgies. Don't. Uh, there's another uh, uh, fertility goddess, a fertility god, um, you know the concept of Mother Earth, the whole concept about Mother Earth? Um, part of that thing being about the Mother Earth, um, and as you plant your seed in the earth for things to grow, that there were some sex cults among these other nations where men would literally have sex with the ground. Men would have sex with the earth and plant their seed, their semen, in the earth. And a real debaucherous, crazy type of, 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 of ritual to try and, and, and now uh, uh, ensure that the earth was, is going to produce crops for the following season. It was a lot of real weird, superstitious uh, rituals and, 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 and witchcraft that we started following and being like the nations. And following the things that the other nations were doing, that we, again, here in verse 6, that we forsook the Lord and we stopped serving God. Well, God said, look, just obey me. Keep my Sabbaths. Um, keep my laws, such commandments. Love one another where you love yourselves. Uh, and I will give you the early and latter rain. I'll make sure the rain is there to water your crops. I'll make sure the rain is there to water your crops so that your herds have plenty of food. They have uh, plenty of cud to, uh, to eat, plenty of grass to eat, um, keeping it organic, keeping it natural, 
keeping it a buck, keeping it one hundred, whatever, all all whatever, whatever things we gotta be able to say. That all they do was obey him, and he would make sure that our family would be eating. He made sure that we'd be taken care of, but we wanted to find shortcuts. We wanted to find um, uh, somehow things that were more convenient for us. I don't know how killing kids became more convenient, but it did. This in, in total rebellion to just not want to have to serve God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So we got we fell into this madness, these madnesses again, and trying to be like the other nations, trying to be like the world, trying to be like well everybody else is doing it. Then why can't we? Then we should be able to do it. So verse seven, Judges chapter ten, verse seven. And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel, and he sold them into the hands of the Philistines and into the hands of the children of Ammon. So here we are now being uh, given into captivity to Philistines, which is a tribe of Africans, uh, like it's the Zulus. Uh, today they're being called Zulus. And into the uh, hand of the Ammonites. Ammon will be the, today be considered so-called Japanese. Ammon being their ancient uh, biblical name, uh, the Philistines being the ancient biblical name of the Zulu nation, of the Zulus. So here the Israelites are now in captivity. The Israelites are now in slavery because of our disobedience to God, and we're having to serve the Philistines, which are a, a family of Africans, and the so-called Japanese. Verse 8, Judges 17 and verse 8. And that year, they vexed and oppressed the children of Israel. Eighteen years, all the children of Israel that were on the other side, Jordan, in the land of the Amorites, which is in Gilead. So we're talking about um, that was uh, Gad, Reuben, and the half tribe of Manasseh. Remember when, when we came to the promised land that uh, uh, two and a half of the tribes uh, had stayed on one side of the Jordan until the conquest of, of Canaan was accomplished. And that was, that was Manasseh, uh, uh, um, Gad, and Reuben, right? Manasseh, Gad, and Reuben. So we're, we're, we're being conquered, all right? We're in slavery again. Verse 9, moreover, the children of Ammon passed over Jordan to fight against Judah and against Benjamin and against the house of Ephraim so that Israel was sore distressed. The most I was so mad at us for letting this again. We're, we're stuck in this cycle. Stuck in this cycle of, of disobedience and wanting to be like the nations. We're stuck in the cycle of, of I want to serve the guys of other nations, the Christmas, the Easter's, the Valentine's Days, the birthdays. I want if the other nations are doing it, we want to do it. We want to serve their New Year's. We want to be able to drink and smoke and 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 and. Partaking in the, the worship of Baal and Ashtoreth. This is where the stripper pole comes from, y'all. Baal and Ashtoreth. Um, Baal Peor being the god or the lord of the opening. That's what Baal Peor actually means. Um, and being the god of the opening, whether it's the female opening or the male opening. That we were going to their temples, and this is where you get the whole concept about temple prostitution, the temple prostitutes, and serving the gods of these other nations. Um, and you, you'd go into the temple, a man would go into the temple, um, and he would sit at the, 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 at the poles, um, um, 
from the Maypole to, to the, the what would be taken center, the one they, they stripper pole, and you would sit in these seats that had a um, male phallus um, in the seats to massage the prostate. I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna leave it like that. I I know it's early in, in the daytime. I want to get the cuts and get too graphic, but men would actually go to these temples where the women would be be displaying themselves dancing around a pole. And the men would, would be sitting on this phallus, and the women had to entice the men that their service to the goddess Ashtoreth would be to entice the men to have sex with them. Um, and that the men would, would have to pay them to have sex. Uh, and this, all women had to do it. Young, old, married, widow, uh, all, everyone had to do it. And their obligation to this goddess would not be fulfilled until um, there was sex in the champagne room. I'm gonna say it like that. Until it, it, it was boom boom in in, in the uh, um, in the champagne room. Then she would take that money and 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 this way again making it rain. Then she'd take the money that was earned from her dance provocatively on around the pole to get the man to pay, have sex. Then that money would be given to the temple the the temple and the obligation would now be fulfilled, whether she was married or not. Um, that was how the goddess Ashtoreth was served. Do we really think that that's what God is about? Do we really think that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that that's how he wanted to be served in order to uh, uh, make sure that uh, the crops were, uh, were full, were watered, to make sure that we, that we ate and we were healthy? Come on. No. Remember the sixth commandment is thou shalt not commit adultery. If I, if I remember, if I got it correctly, thou shalt not commit adultery. So how how would that be acceptable in the eyes of God? And yet today we got songs like I'm in love with a stripper. Um, uh, and there's many more stripper songs I'm sure that's out there. It's not like I go around trying to listen to them and, and keep up with them. But damn y'all. These were the things that we would give ourselves over to. Verse 10, Judges 17, verse 10. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, saying, We have sinned against thee, both because we have forsaken our God and also served by limb. And the Lord said unto the children of Israel, Did not I deliver you from the Egyptians and from the Amorites and from the children of Ammon? And from the Philistines. Ain't I already did this before? Verse 12. The Zidonians also. And Amalekites. Amalekites. And the Moabites. Did oppress you. And you cried to me. And I delivered you out of their hand. From all the different judges. Othniel, Ehud. Um, uh, Barak and, and, and Deborah. Uh, Gideon. Zerubbabel. I mean... Going all the way back to Moses. I've been saving y'all. I, y'all, I put you in captivity. I save you. You sin. We sin. Get stubborn. You got to punish us. We cry out. We'll never do it again. We'll never do it again. Lo and behold, we're going to do it again. Verse 12. The Zidonians also, uh, Judges chapter 10, verse 12. The Zidonians also, 
and the Amalekites and the Moabites, they'll oppress you. And you cried unto me, and I delivered you out of their hands. Verse 13, yet you have forsaken me and served other gods. Wherefore, I will deliver you no more. I'm most God, the most high, I'm done. I'm done. Hold on one second, y'all. Um, okay, let me let me do this. Uh, verse fourteen, uh, Genesis chapter ten, verse fourteen. Go and cry unto the gods which ye have chosen. Let them deliver you in the time of your tribulation. He said, "Look, you Israelites." You keep not choosing me. We keep not choosing God. And, and for all the times, this cycle is getting old. We go in captivity. We cry, I'll oh, help us. We sorry. We'll never do it again. Okay, I'm going to save you. He, uh, he saves us. And it's almost at the, before God gave me turn around, we went back and going and, and doing everything he doesn't want us to do. So now he's at the point here in Judges chapter 10, verse 14, like, look, I'm done. I'm done. Um, go and cry to the gods which ye have chosen. Let them deliver you in a time of, of your tri- tribulation. Which was prophesied now. Moses tried to warn us about these things. When we go to Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 26. When we go to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 32, verse 26, keep, keep a bookmark of Judges. We're going to come right back to Judges, chapter 10. But keep a bookmark now, uh, there, and we're going to Judges, chapter 32, verse 26. And it says, I said, I will scatter them into corners. I will make the remembrance of them to cease from among men. Were it not that I feared the wrath of the enemy, lest the adversaries should behave themselves strangely, and lest they should say, our hands, it, our hands is high, and the Lord has not done this. For they're a nation void of counsel, neither is there any understanding in them. The Lord is like, I'm, I'm going to scatter y'all. I'm going to scatter y'all. I'm, y'all getting out of my land. I'm going to scatter y'all. And, and but God said, if it wasn't that he feared the wrath of the enemy, if he wasn't afraid of what the nations would do to us, that the nations would take it too far, like, like, like the colonizers have done, he says, lest the adversaries should behave themselves strangely, lest they should say, our hand is high, and the Lord has not done this. God didn't put them in captivity. We did. It was our military. It was our might. It was our will. It was our, uh, our technology that subjugated the Israelites. God had nothing to do with this. And God's like, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not punishing. I'm not using the nation to punish Israel for the nation to get prideful, right, America, for, the, for Americans to think that it's, it's American ingenuity, it's American technology, it's American wisdom and wit and, and, and patriotism that's got the Israelites subjugated. No, God did this, to the, did, did this to us. God did this to us for our disobedience. And he says, uh, verse 28, for they are a nation void of counsel. Talk about the Israelites now. We are a people. We won't, we won't do things according to God's advice. But let another God, another um, suggestion, any other thing that goes outside of God, we have quick ears to listen to it. So neither is there any understanding in them. Talk about us as Israelites. Jump me down to the same chapter. 
same chapter, just jumping down, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 37 now. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 37. And it says, and he shall say, where are their gods, their roster whom they trusted? That he's going to scatter us? I, I don't. He's going to scatter us. He's going to punish us with, with the nations. And then he's going to face us and tell us, look, all them gods that you worship and, 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 and you forsook me for, let them save you. It's almost like, a, you know, remember how out of Scripture, how, let me slow down. Remember how the first commandment is, thou shalt have no other gods before me, for I, the Lord, that God, am a jealous God. God does get jealous. As much as one want to say, ugh, you're jealous. Ugh, there's something wrong with you. Ugh, get over it. Ugh, I, you, you, you're so insecure that you're jealous. Well, guess who gets jealous? God does. Yes, when God is not the center of attention, when God doesn't have your undivided, un, um, uh, undivided attention on him, yes, he's jealous. And here he's saying, again, like the jealous, a, a jealous man, look, you've been not pictures me, and now, now your lovers are whooping your butts. Now the ones that, that you fell in love with and you spread yourself over to and, 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 you, and you're, you're worshiping them, now they're beating you down. Now you're trying to come running back to me like, come help. They're beating me. Come help. They're, they're, they're so cruel. Come help. They're doing this. They're doing that. Who told you to go to them in the first place? God is like, I, I provided protection, wealth, security. I provided it all for you in the, for, in the very beginning from the jump. I cleaned you up. I made you beautiful. And then here you are coming with this. You don't appreciate my love. Somehow I don't love you. You don't know if you love me. Oh, you love me, but you ain't in love with me. Then now you're going to go and, and we're going to go and, and worship and bow down to the other gods of the other nations? This is where God says, look, and I'm going to say to them, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 37, and he shall say, where are their gods? They're rocking whom they trusted. Y'all stop trusting me. We stop trusting God. So God's like, look, go get them, them same dudes that's whooping your ass, them same gods and same nation that are, are doing you dirty, doing you wrong. I thought, I thought that's who you loved. You, wanted, you preferred their ways. They loved you. My, God's laws and, 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 and statutes commandments, which was for our good, which was for our protection, that's too much. That's too much. I, 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 that's just too much. But the nations, the other nations, they accept me for who I am. They accept me the way I am. Your standards are just too high. Nobody's perfect. I'm only human. You don't see, you don't appreciate me for who I am, God. This was the mentality that we as Israelites took towards God. But these other nations, they appreciate me. They appreciate the, the, my devotion, my sincerity. They think I'm beautiful just the way I am. I don't need to change for them. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 38. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 38. Um, which did eat of the fat of, uh, of their sacrifices and drink the wine of their drink offerings. Let them rise up and help you and be your protection. 
you chose it, since we chose it with God's other nations repeatedly, he's like, we finally got God to the point, again, he's, he told us from the jump, he's jealous. We fell and, and loved other nations, other gods, their way of doing things. Now, so, oh, God, please come help. Oh, God, you're, you're the one. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, come help me. Oh, God, you got to be there for me. Oh, God, um, uh, how could you let me go through this? When we chose these other guys, let them save you then. I've, I've been sent my service to prophets. I've been sent, sent, sent the prophets to tell you that you're going wrong, you're doing wrong. Get back right. Before it got to this crazy point, we didn't want to listen. Now, the, the lovers we chose, the gods that we chose, are now the nations that we chose over God are now beating us down. And now we're crying to God, oh, come help. Oh, uh, you're, you're the man. You're the one. That's, I'm, I'm sick of it. Come back now to Judges chapter 10, verse 14 once again. Come back now to Judges chapter 10, verse 14. Go and cry unto the gods which ye have chosen. Let them deliver you in the time of your tribulation. You, you, we keep choosing other gods, so let them save you then. Let, you, you respect them when you respect me. And now I'm supposed to be just just, just stupid boy. And, and now just because you call, I'm supposed to come running. We, we rejected God in the first place. And now God's just supposed to come running and be there to help you? And this is a, a, a cycle that the Israelites have been steadily repeating with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Steadily. Judges 17, verse 15. Book of Judges 17, verse 15. And the children of Israel said unto the Lord, We have sinned. Do not thou, uh, do thou not, I'm sorry, Judges September 15, and the children of Israel said unto the Lord, we have sinned, do thou unto us whatsoever seemeth good unto thee, deliver us only, we pray thee this day. God, if you just get us out of this situation, just do what you, whatever you want, we'll, we'll, we'll do. Just get us out of this. Verse 16. And they put away the strange gods from among them and served the Lord. And his soul was grieved for the misery of Israel. And again, God, God is, is his mercy. His mercy. But we as Israelites had to do what? Put away the strange gods. All the strange uh, rituals and customs and, and things of the world that all the rest of the world does. We, the Israelites, we had to put that crap away. You know that Revelation chapter 18, verse 4 says, Come, up, come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. Come on, stop doing it. Stop doing it. Stop on uh, uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Be not conformed to, to this world. Don't be conformed to how this world does things. We got to change. We got to repent. But again, Judges 17, verse 16. And, and they put away the strange gods from among them and served the Lord. And his soul was grieved for the misery of Israel. Verse 17. Then the children of Ammon were gathered together and encamped in Gilead. 
and the children of Israel assembled themselves together and encamped in Mizpah. All right. Now we're coming to Judges chapter 11 and verse 1. Let me check my time here. Judges chapter 11 and verse 1. Good time. Good time. Great time. Cool. So now we're in Judges chapter 11 and verse 1. And we are reading. Judges chapter 11 verse 1. And this is now going to be the brother Jephthah delivers Israel. Judges chapter 11 verse 1. Now Jephthah, the Gileadite, was a mighty man of valor. And he was the son of an harlot. And Gilead begat Jephthah, all right? Again, uh, Gilead being uh, in the land of Gad, right? Being a suburb of the land of Gad. So it's believed that, that um, uh, these are Gadites, okay? Um, well, I was doing a little research on, on, on Gilead. Uh, there's definitely a, a land of Gilead and, and cities of Gilead, um, uh, and it here, it here says that Jephthah is a son uh, of Gilead, but they really couldn't trace through the through the, the chronicles of the genealogies exactly what tribe Gilead was from. But the city of Gilead, the, the country of Gilead, was in in the territory of Gad. Um, verse two, Judges chapter eleven, verse two. And Gilead's wife bare him sons, and his wife's sons grew up. And he thrust out Jephthah and said unto him, Thou shalt not inherit in our father's house, for thou art the son of a strange woman. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of flabbergasted here. I mean, the 12 tribes coming, you know, dealing with Jacob. Before Jacob's name was changed to Israel. Jacob had two wives. The one wife he really loved being Rachel, but he had to marry her her older sister first, Leah. It's a political move, but it's also in the hands of the Most High. Um, that was going to happen like that. That was going to go down like that. That yes, he was going to marry uh, Rachel, marry Leah, marry Rachel, and then the two of them gave him their handmaid. And from hence, we get the 12 tribes of Israel. You would think that we would keep this in mind. But this is where, you know, when we get away from the, from the Most High, this is where, where people get to tripping about inheritances, about this, some, some silly silly shit. I can't say no better. I know I'm not trying to cuss. We get to tripping. Because this, because Jephthah, and 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 it, it doesn't say how many um it doesn't say how many sons or did it. How many sons Gilead had? But that his wife bare him sons. Um but Gilead had 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 it says a car a harlot, but she was actually a concubine. And and Gilead had, had got her pregnant and had Jephthah. I guess what I'm, I'm tripping on right now is 
if there really was that much love for 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 Gilead, then it seems like it would be common sense or like, damn, this is still Gilead's seed. It's still Gilead's son. But this whole thing about the mother, the kids having this, this, this loyalty to the mother, and they're not being recognized, this is still my dad's son. But he done disrespected my mother by having a, 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 a child outside of, of my mother. The most I was going to use this to, the most I was going to use this to take advantage of the situation, but just the mentality that, that we as Israelites that we fall into. We just read above and from Judges chapter 8, Judges chapter 9, about how who Abimelech had, what, 70 sons? How, how, how uh, no, Gideon had 70 sons. Abimelech had 30 sons and, 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 and 30 daughters. We read about these men who had many wives and had many children and how the land was at peace and how, how Israel was serving the Most High. Cool. But now we get to the point here where now we, we done, we're serving the other gods anyway. So we're already caught up into adultery. We're already caught up into um, uh, debauchery. We're already doing these type of things. We're in captivity. We're in slavery. And now Gilead's sons, the brothers of Jephthah, are going get, to get, get a stick up they, they behind and, and literally, I guess. And, and now I, I don't know if it's just if it's a mentality that we get into like, like uh, we got to prove we're, we're already wicked because all the nations being oppressed. But now, even in our oppression, I got to now prove to you or prove somehow that I'm more pure blood than you, that I'm more righteous than you, that 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 you ain't on my level, that that you 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 should be outcast, and and they cast out their brother. Again, and I don't know if that's like this try and shine light that yeah we're. we're <laughs> I guess you know I'm thinking about the the, the, the TV series uh, uh, Hell from Blade, the movie, the movie, the movie uh, uh, franchise Blade, or even the TV series True Blood, like with the vampires, talking about who's a true blood and who ain't. We're true blood. You're a convert. We're true blood. The same, the, the same, the same ridiculous um, uh, internal conflict uh, uh, that the Israelites is going through. During the time of Christ, I'm a I'm a true blood. I'm a Jew speaking Hebrew, circumcised the eighth day, um, uh, uh, knowing that I'm an Israelite. Got got a Hebrew Israelite name. Y'all converts. Y'all ain't on our level. Y'all can't make it to the king. Y'all can't get in. It's just it's just I, I know I'm I'm on, I'm on my soapbox right now, but damn. We really are some some. We, 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 I'm gonna say it like this. There's a lot of times we as Israelites we need our butts kicked. We need a whooping. But this is about dealing with Jephthah, the next deliverer or savior of the children of Israel, and most and who and the most I can use whoever he wants to save Israel. At one time we we read about it. He, he used Barak and Deborah. To save Israel, because of, of, of where our mental 
space was at, where our, 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 our mentalities was at. Um, uh, uh, he had the, the woman during the time of Barack and and and, and Deborah, um, the the Kenite woman, who killed uh, Jabin, drove uh, uh, the tent stake through his through his damn skull to deliver Israel. So the most I can use who he wants, right? The most I can use who he wants. He don't have to pull out the best, <laughs> if you will. Most I can use rejects. You know, like I said, the First Corinthians. Um, how the most I chose the weak things of the world to confound the wise. How not many mighty, how not many um, uh, noble, how, how uh, uh, not mighty or noble or wise are called. But the most I choose the weak things of the world to confound the wise. And the most I is like, I, I can do this with whoever and whatever I want. Who y'all keep rejecting? Y'all rejected me. Now, you know what? The ones, since you've been rejecting me, but y'all kind of repented, I'm going to pick somebody to... I'm gonna pick another reject. I'm gonna pick another reject to save y'all this time. And one one running trait that we read about with each one of the the the, uh, the saviors or judges of Israel is that all of them say I'm from a small house. I'm not from a mighty house. I'm I'm a, I'm, I'm a small man. I'm not, I'm not the one. I'm not worthy to be a leader. None of them was like, I'm supposed to be the man. It's about, I was waiting for your call. I'm just sitting up here uh, in in this barn. Yeah, God, I'm just waiting for you to call. That, that none of the leaders, uh, of the judges of these saviors, the deliverers that God has, has, has used, ever felt they were ready for it. We read about Gideon. He, he, Gideon kept testing the most high. Man, prove to me you with me. You have to prove it. I, uh, I, I, I need to know. I'm not the one. Um, Judges 7, verse 3. Reading on, y'all. Judges chapter 11, and verse 3. Then Jephthah fled from his brethren and dwelt in the land of Tob. And they were gathered, and, and there were gathered vain men to Jephthah, and went out with him. And it came to pass in the process of, of time that the children of Ammon made war against Israel. And it, and it was so that when the children of Ammon made war against Israel, the elders of Gilead went to fetch Jephthah out of the land of, uh, of Tob. We're going to find out when we get to the Josephus that Jephthah, um, even he was a reject, Jephthah, and I know everything I, I, was, I was just just building up, but Jephthah was was I'm gonna say it like this: He was of a pure heart. He was of a pure heart. He was sincere, and they they knew the elders of Gilead knew they, they needed him. <clears throat> Verse six, and they said unto Jephthah, Come, and be our captain, that we may fight with the children of Ammon. And Jephthah said unto the elders of Gilead, Did not you hate me and expel me out of my father's house? And why are ye come unto me now when you are in distress? <laughs> Doesn't he sound like the Most High saying the same thing to Israel when we first cried to him during this, 
during this captivity that we just read in uh, chapter 10, verse 8, and the elders of Gilead sent unto Jephthah, therefore we turn again to thee now, that thou mayest go with us and fight against the children of Ammon, and be our head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. And Jephthah said unto the elders of Gilead, If you bring me home again to fight against the children of Ammon, and the Lord deliver them before me, shall I be, shall I be your head? Now, this is where, where Jephthah kind of messed up. I ain't going to lie to y'all. Are y'all going to make me the head? Am I going to be in charge? Am I going to be the HNIC? Verse 10. And the, elders, and the elders of Gilead said unto Jephthah, The Lord be witness between us, if we do not so according to thy words. Yes, you will be the man. You'll be in charge. You'll be over us. Verse 11. Judges chapter 11, verse 11. Then Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead, and the people made him head and captain over them. And Jephthah uttered all his words before the Lord in Mizpah. And Jephthah sent messengers unto the king of the children of Ammon, saying, Why hast, What hast thou to do with me, that thou art come against me to fight in my land? This is what Jephthah said to the children of Ammon, so-called um, uh, Japanese. Uh, verse 13. And the king of the children of Ammon answered, answered unto the messengers of Jephthah, Because Israel took away my land when they came up out of Egypt from Arnon, even unto Jabuk and unto Jordan. Now, therefore, restore these lands again peaceably. He's like, yeah, so Jephthah asked the king of Ammon, why y'all coming up here? What y'all doing? And the king of Ammon was like, look, y'all, when y'all came out of Egypt, y'all took our land. We want it back. Do it, do it peaceably, or it's going to be war. We, it, it's going to be a, a showdown, all right? Verse 14. And Jephthah sent messengers again unto the king uh, of the children of Ammon, verse 15, and said unto him, Thus saith Jephthah, Israel took not away the land of Moab, nor the land of the children of Ammon. But when Israel came up from Egypt and walked through the wilderness unto the Red Sea and came to Kadesh, and, and came to Kadesh then Israel sent messengers unto the king of, of Edom saying, let me, I pray thee, pass through thy land. But the king of Edom would not hearken thereunto. And in like manner, they sent unto the king of Moab. But he would not consent, and Israel abode in Kadesh. Then they went along through the wilderness and could pass the land of Edom and the land of Moab and came by the east side of the land of Moab and pitched in the other side of Arnon, but came not within the border of Moab, for Arnon was the border of Moab. And Israel, for uh, Judges chapter 11, verse 19. And all, all he's doing is, is, is reciting the history of what, what was going down. All Jephthah is, is reciting is the history of the travels that when we came out of Egypt, Esau was tripping. We couldn't even pay them to go to their land. And then Moab was on some other stuff. And wouldn't let us do it either. So we had to go around. We had to go around Edom, the country of Edom, and then we also had to go around the country of Moab. Right? Uh, 
19. And Israel sent messengers, uh, Judges chapter 11, verse 19. And Israel sent messengers unto Sihon, king of the Amorites, the king of Heshbon. And Israel said unto him, Let us pass, we pray thee, through thy land and to my place. But Sihon trusted not Israel to pass through his coast, but Sihon gathered all his people together and pitched in Jahaz and fought against Israel. We just trying to get to Canaan on the other, at the time. We were thinking about getting to the other side of Jordan. We weren't even trying to stop, but this, this, this guy, Sihon, pulled his card, went to war with us. All in the most high hands. Verse 21. And the Lord God of Israel delivered Sihon and all his people into the hand of Israel. And they smote them. So Israel possessed all the land of the Amorites. Uh, the inhabitants of that country. And they possessed all the coasts of the Amorites, from Arnon even unto Jabuk, and from the wilderness even unto Jordan. Verse 23. So now the Lord God of Israel hath disposed of the Amorites from before his people, Israel. And shouldest thou, and shouldest thou possess it? So, <laughs> just as I look, the Mosai gave this land to us. And now, you coming up, he gave us the land of the Amorites, and now you coming up, y'all tell them Ammon, like now, we're supposed to give it up to y'all because y'all mad? You mad, bro? Hmm. Genesis chapter 11, 24. Would thou possess that which Hamash, uh, that God, giveth thee to possess? Do you think your God is strong enough to take out the Lord God of Israel? The Most High is back with us. Do you really think that the God of Hamash is going to be able to stand against the Most High? So whosoever the Lord, our God, shall drive out from before me, before us, <laughs> then will we possess. If you want to really put your God against our God, almost like you know Elijah did with uh, um, uh, the prophets of, of Baal. If you put your God against our God and, and we're back in good terms with our God, bring it. Verse 25, and now art thou anything better than Balak, the son of Zephor, king of Moab? Did he ever strive against Israel, or did he ever fight against them? While Israel dwelt in Heshbon and her towns, and in Ar- uh, Aror and her towns, and in the cities that be, belong, that be along the coast of Arnon, 300 years? We've been we've been having this for over three hundred years. Why therefore did did ye not recover them within that time? If you really if it was really about right or justice, or whatever, then why didn't you go take the land back during that three hundred years? Verse twenty seven. Wherefore, I have not sinned against thee, but thou doest me wrong to war against me. Like look, we ain't did nothing to you, but if but you're making a problem coming up here. The Lord, the judge, be judged this day between the children of Israel and the children of Ammon. Howbeit, the king of the children of Ammon um, hearkened not unto the words of Jephthah, which he sent him. Of course not. This is most like, you know, ready to, to, to level some steam. Um, and, and now, unfortunately, this is where Jephthah is going to really put his foot in his mouth now. Oh, Judges chapter 11, verse 29. 
Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah, and he passed over Gilead, and Manasseh, and passed over Mizpah of Gilead. And from Mizpah of Gilead, um, he passed over unto the children of Ammon. And Jephthah vowed a vow unto the Lord, and said, If thou shalt without fail deliver the children of Ammon into mine hands, then it shall be that whatsoever cometh forth of the doors of my house to meet me, when I return in peace from the children of Ammon, shall I surely be, uh, shall surely be the Lord's, and I will offer it up for a burnt offering. I, I don't know if, if, if Jephthah got. I don't know what I don't understand why he would make a vow like this. I don't know if it was from his fear, if if it was out then out of fear. Um that he felt that he had to offer the most high another vow, another um, you know, this extra. I don't know if he was uh, just caught into boasting. I'm not really sure about Jeff Dad's mentality when he did this right here. If he really thought it was it was him, that that was that, that was going to be the badass, and not really give glory, power, and credit to the Most High. I'm not sure of why this man would go and do something like this. <clears throat> why make this type of vow? That whatsoever comes out first, I'm gonna sacrifice. That unto the Most High. Verse 32. So Jephthah passed over unto the children of Ammon to fight against them. And the Lord delivered them into his hand. And he smote them from Aror, even till thou come unto uh, Maneth, even 20, 20 cities, uh, to the plain of, of vineyards, with a very great slaughter. Thus the children of Ammon were subdued before the children of Israel. And Jephthah came to Mizpah unto his house. And behold, his daughter came out to meet him with timbrels and with dances. And she was his only child. Beside her, he had neither son nor daughter. Verse 35. And it came to pass, when he saw her, that he rent his clothes and said, Alas, my daughter, thou hast brought me very low, and thou art one of them that trouble me. For I have opened my mouth unto the Lord, and I cannot get back. I cannot go back. And she said unto him, My father, if thou hast opened thy mouth unto the Lord, do to me according to, to that which thou hast proceeded out of thy mouth. For as much as the Lord has taken vengeance for thee of thine enemies, even of the children of Ammon, and she said unto her father, Let this thing be done for me. Let me, uh, let me alone two months, that I may go up and down upon the mountains and bewail my virginity. I and my fellows. Verse 38. And he said, Go. And he sent her away for two months. And she went with her, her companions and bewailed her virginity upon the mountains. And it came to pass, at the end of two months, that she returned unto her father, who did with her according to his vow, which he had vowed. And she knew no man, and it was a custom in Israel. Verse 40, that the daughter of Israel went yearly to lament the daughter of Jephthah, 
the Gileadite, four days in the year. So let's go through the Josephus in a little bit of time that we have remaining. Uh, we're going to activities of the Jews. Um, activities, of the, activities of the Jews, Book Five, Chapter Seven. Um, and we're going to start at paragraph, I think it's paragraph six here. Yeah, we're going to start at paragraph, paragraph six. Now, I said Gilead was in in in. in yeah, but it looks like I might have had it wrong. I think it's here, uh, Manasseh. So we're activities of the Jews, uh, book five, chapter seven. I'm starting at paragraph six. All right, you, you, you're more than free to go ahead and read um, all of, 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 uh, of book five, uh, chapter six, and paragraphs one through five. I'm gonna jump here at six because of the time I have left. Uh, paragraph six. It says now. Now was that Jair, the good, no, I don't want to read about Jair. We, we did that already. Um, we're going to start at paragraph seven. Yeah, we're going to start at paragraph seven. Um, and forgive me, y'all. Activities of, Activities of the Jews, book five, chapter seven. We're going to start at paragraph seven. Now we're going to start at paragraph seven. Now all the affairs of the Hebrews were managed uncertainly and attended to this order. And to the uh, contempt of God and of the laws. So the Ammonites and Philistines held them in contempt and laid waste to the country with a great army. And when they had taken all uh, Perea, they were, they were so insolent as to attempt to, to gain the possession of all the rest. The Ammon and, Ammon and the Philistines was ready to try and take all the land of Israel. All of it. Try to take it back. It says, but the Hebrews being now... Um, Amended by the calamities they had, had undergone, uh, betook themselves to supplications to God and brought sacrifices to him, beseeching him not to be so severe upon them, but to be moved by their prayer to leave off his anger against them. So the Most High became more merciful to them and was ready to assist them. Again, the, 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 the subject, and we're looking at how salvation was accomplished and what it was, it was about the Israelites. Again, being saved from the hands of our enemies. And what was required for the Israelites to do? Come together as a nation, as the nation of Israel, confess our sins, and pray to the Lord our God. That's why I said we got to be praying, y'all. We got to be praying. But not just for vengeance from our enemies. We got to be praying and confessing what we've been doing against God as a nation. For God to now come save the nation. For God to send salvation to the nation, like he did here in the past. Paragraph 8 now. When the Ammonites had made an expedition into the land of Gilead, the inhabitants of the country met them at a certain mountain, the one of a commander. Now, there was, no one whose name, there was one whose name was Jephthah, who, both on account of his father's virtue and on account of the, the army which he maintained at his own expenses, was a potent man. The Israelites, therefore, sent to him and entreated him to come to their assistance and promised him the dominion over them all his lifetime. But he did not admit to their entreaty and accused them that they did not come to his assistance when he was unjustly treated, and this in an an open manner by his brethren. For they cast him off 
as not having the same uh, mother with the rest. Born of a strange mother that was introduced among them by his father's uh, fondness, by his father's fondness, and this and this they did out of contempt for his inability to vindicate himself. So he dwelt in the country of Gilead, as it is called, and revealed all that came to him. Let them come from what place soever, and paid them wages. However, when they pressed him to accept. The, the dominion and swear that they would grant him the government over them all his life. He led them to the war. So remember we read um, in, in Judges chapter 11 here that it was vain fellows that went with um, uh, uh, Gilead, uh, with, with uh, Jephthah. He, apparently it was a small army. Apparently it was a small army, again, of rejects that he was a leader of. So they sought his assistance. Right. Uh, Antiquities of the Jews, Book Five, Chapter Seven, now Paragraph Nine. And when Jephthah had taken uh, immediate care of their affairs, he placed his army at the city of Mizpah and sent a message to the uh, Ammonite king, uh, uh, complaining of his unjust possession of their land. But the king sent a, a contrary message and uh, complained of the exodus of the Israelites out of Egypt. And desired him to go out of the, of the land of the Amorites and yield it up to him, as at first, his paternal, uh, his, his paternal inheritance. But Jephthah returned this answer, that he did not, not, he did not justly complain of his ancestors about the land of the Amorites, and ought to rather to thank them that they left the land of the Ammonites to them. So Jephthah was like, look, you should be complaining about that we took the land of the Amorites. You ought to be happy that, that the most High that we left you the land of the Ammonites, that we left you some land. <laughs> Since Moses could have taken it also, and that neither would, would he receive from that land of their own, which the most High had, had obtained for them. And they had now inhabited above 300 years but would fight with them about it. Uh, uh, paragraph 10. And when he had given them uh, this answer, he sent the ambassadors away. And when he had prayed for victory and had vowed to perform sacred uh, offices, and if he came home in safety, to offer and sacrifice what living creature soever should first meet him. Uh, he joined battle with the enemy and gained a great victory. And in his pursuit, slew the enemies all along as far as the city of Minas. He then passed over, over to the land of the Amorites, Ammonites, and overthrew many of their cities and took, and took their prey and freed his own people from that slavery which they had, had undergone for 18 years. Jephthah freed his own people from the slavery of the Ammonites that we were in slavery captivity for them for over 18 years. See, brothers and sisters, if, y- if, it were, if y'all follow me in this, or if, if y'all just reading along on your own, because y'all know how Israel gets, you like to discover things for yourselves, cool. But do you see the correlation of why um, you see the brothers IUIC um, uh, really uh, bring it out a lot? Um, the Cold Tell Pro by J. Edgar Hoover, that the, the, um, the worst thing for America is black unity. 
if we could make you see this, that when one, when when we as Israelites be unified and 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 confess and pray to the Lord our God, He would always send a leader, a savior, a deliverer to come and free us from slavery, to come and free us from captivity. To us to sit here and and and, and think that the so-called white man, this government, this society, doesn't know who we are. Doesn't have the records and the archaeology and the resources, uh, the history books, um, the, 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 the archaeology, the anthropology, to go and prove and know that we are the Israelites. And, and to now see the desperate measures that have been taken to keep us divided at any means possible, to try and really prevent us from unifying as Israelites and praying to the Lord our God. I'm going to keep reading, y'all. Um, but as he came back, he fell into a calamity. No way uh, corresponded to the great actions he had done. For it was his daughter that came to meet him. She was also an only child and a virgin. Upon this, Jephthah heavily lamented the greatness of his affliction and blamed his daughter for, for being so, so forward in meeting him. For he had vowed a sacrifice she sacrificed her to God. However, this action that was to befall her was not ungrateful to her. Check this out, y'all. Check this out. She wasn't ungrateful about the situation that she found herself in. It says, since she should die upon the occasion of her father's victory and the liberty of her fellow citizens. She's like, if, if, if I got to die so that you might get the victory, but that Israel might be free from captivity, then I'll give my life. Go ahead and sacrifice. I'll, I'll go ahead and sacrifice. I'll go ahead and, and you got to keep your vow. If, if that don't, don't hit you in the throat, if that doesn't touch your heart, To see Israel, not in captivity, she, and, and for her father to get the victory, and to see Israel no more in captivity, she said, "If I'm, I'll, I'll give my life there. I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll go ahead and do it, Dad. You got to go ahead and do this, Dad. At least Israel's free." But I can't put that in words. I cannot put that. In, I don't even know what words to say to really bring it out effectively. That this 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 child of Israel, and this would be again, I believe, a so-called Native American. Today, the Gileadites would be the Gadites, the so-called Native American, would would have this type of dedication to the to the liberty of of her people. As a young woman, reading on, <sighs> she only desired her father give her leave for two months to be well her youth with her fellow citizens. And then, and then she agreed that at the aforementioned, um, at the aforementioned, he might do with her according to his vow. Accordingly, when that time was over, he sacrificed his daughter as a burnt offering, offering such an oblation as was neither Conformable to the law, nor acceptable to God. Not weighing 
with himself what what opinion the hearers would have of such a practice. Like I said, I, 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 I know it wasn't his intent to have his daughter come and that he was thinking that his daughter would come and meet him first. I don't know what he was thinking, especially knowing that he had a, this, this was his only child. That one, I, I, I haven't been able to, to, to answer this, this one. But to look at her patriotism, her dedication, her joy at the freedom of the nation of Israel, the freedom of the Israelites. Like I said, if, if, if that doesn't touch you, I don't know what kind of human being you are. I, I'm going to end it right there. There is going to be a part two to deal with Je- uh, Jephthah. There is going to be a part two to deal with Jephthah. But we're we going to end it right there. I'm right, I'm right at the, the, the two-hour mark. Uh, I do want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, I, I, I know to leave us such a melancholy note such a low note um, but again in dealing with salvation that so far salvation from the Old Testament from the Holy Scriptures is always referred to the salvation of the children of Israel from the hand of the enemies the, salva- the salvation of the children of Israel that as a result of their sins we were put into slavery we were put into captivity. We had to pray and repent to the Lord our God, and then God would send the Savior. He would send the Deliverer. And I, I, I got to leave it at that. So please tune in tomorrow for Tazapot Tuesdays. Tazapot Tuesdays. Tazapot Tuesdays. Tazapot Tuesdays. Um, every Tuesday with him and his wife, um, uh, Hasadiah, who was doing a great, excellent job. Uh, please check out um, isbhbk.com, isbhbk.com, um, and stay stay uh, stay on top of, of uh, all the latest events, high holidays, um, with the links to Custom Creations, the links to um, uh, Israel Wear, the links to Sweet Ambiance, uh, and the links to uh, uh, the Hidden Truth, the Five Minutes of Wisdom, uh, uh, Hebrew. Uh, Hebrew Media Core uh, that you can check out at, 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 on the website. Um, as a reminder, uh, coming up February 3rd, 4th, and 5th is the 18th uh, Hebrew Summit. It's going to be held in uh, Houston, Texas. Um, uh, come, come check us out. Uh, come partake. Um, there's some nation building. All right, come partake in some nation building. Um, today being Monday, you know that the Brother Ward is having his class. Uh, um, they're having a class at 4444 Walsham uh, here in San Antonio, Texas, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Anybody can come ch- uh, check them out as well. But wherever you might be at, um, uh, stay in tune, y'all. Study. So, uh, um, immerse yourself in this knowledge. All right? So with that, 
uh, as I cue up my little outro music, my little outro jingle. Uh, my name is Mashaba. For the ISBHPK, the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge, I would like to say Shalom. Israel, Yahweh our power, Yahweh is one.